This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... First of all, I got to say, welcome to Friday. It's noon on Friday. I hope that you are sitting in your car having lunch and are going to be able to listen to the and watch potentially the show for the entire hour. We've got a great guest for you today. Uh, his name is Mike Murphy. Have you ever uh, watched The Secret um, and The Law of Attraction? He takes it one step further than that, and we're going to talk about all of that and uh, and who he is as a man. But first, we have to talk to Nathan. How are you, my friend? Good afternoon, Kevin. I'm doing well. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. And what's the weekend going to be like? Are we going to be sunburned or what? <laughs> I'm already that, you know, my... <laughs> <laughs> went out to the beach the other day and, you know, I was like, oh, I'm just going to be out there for an hour, not too long. I'll, I'll just, you know, rotate, you know, turn the hot dog and then flip the <laughs> burger or however you want to call it. And, well, I got sunburned. And <laughs> Did you fall yeah. asleep? No, I was just out throwing the football and stuff like that. Oh, well, good. I'm glad Hanging out by the water. I'm glad that you're staying active and stuff. So is the weekend going to be nice? It will be a nice and pleasant weekend, uh, partly sunny skies, and uh, mostly sunny, I should say, and just about mid-70s, so pretty ideal conditions out there. Not too hot, not too cold, and get a little clouds out there to occasionally block some of that sun and uh, help shield you from the rays from time to time. Oh, really cool. That's 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 the Seattle we like in the summertime. Yes, it is. Not like, what was it, three years ago or around this time, it was 115 degrees and just... Everything was not working as far as cooling you down. And we're almost to August, and we still have got clear skies. So I'm hopeful that we'll make it all the way through August without the the fire and the and the um, smoke. That come. Mm -hmm. This is around the time of year where you just look at the weather, and it's like the Mother Nature just decided to take a vacation and leave it where it was at. And every day is, you know, sunny and 80 degrees. But don't tell anybody that that lives anywhere else. I, we've got enough people here. If you're sitting in traffic, you are experiencing that as we speak. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so now, uh, Nathan, got to ask you, what do you know about the law of attraction? Are you familiar with that concept? Law of attraction. Ooh, I'm not married yet, so it must not be a very good law. <laughs> Which, well, hold on. Does that mean that you are desiring to get married? Yes, one day. Ah, uh, well, then, then let's put it out there. If you if you want to marry uh, Nathan, call <laughs> no one eight one eight hundred. Let's have some fun. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, in any event, uh, it's great to see you here, sir. And you're as always welcome to chime in. And we're going to open up the phone lines at one point if somebody would like to talk to Mister Murphy <laughs> and uh, um talk about the law of attraction and and how he is taking it one step further than what the um the secret did um and stuff like that so but first so let me introduce him and then we'll kind of go through through the day and we're gonna have a good time uh mike murphy he is a um he's an entrepreneur he's a best-selling author he's a speaker a coach 
a consultant committed to helping people around the world manifest their deepest dreams. He has got a resort that he's building in, I believe it's Columbia, but I could be wrong. And he also has a foundation uh, in honor of his late wife. And I, I'm sorry for that. Um, she had cancer and, and passed away in 2011. And he's built a uh, foundation that helps underprivileged women um, get the help that they need. And uh, it's, it really is a worthwhile cause. And he, he, does, he does great work with that. And he's also got three books out, Love Unfiltered, The Creation of Frequency, and Living in Color. And he's also, <laughs> he's, he knows Jack Canfield, and who, 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 who wrote uh, um, the... Um, um, chicken, chicken Soup. Chicken Soup for the whatever. He's got a bunch of them. So. <laughs> and, and you also were interviewed by Larry, Larry King. I, yeah. so I, I got to ask you, what's it like being interviewed by Larry King? He's kind of one of my idols. It's funny, Kevin. He was one of my idols, too, because when I was in high school, my, you know, I used to be on the radio like midnight, and my mother always listened to him, and she turned me on to him. So I was a big fan when he was on radio. But, you know, I don't have to tell you what a great interviewer he was because he actually listened and to what you said, and then would actually instead of a prepared question, he would ask a follow-up question. So he was a great interviewer and really kept me on my toes. It was fun to do it with him. You know, I, I there are a lot of interviewers that are on the radio, and you know this, that they like to talk, and so they'll formulate a question that'll last oh I don't know two or three minutes or four minutes before they finally get to the question that they wanted to ask in the first place. Right. So that, that drives me crazy. But <laughs> even, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You are a busy dude, man. You do a lot of stuff. Uh, when do you have time for yourself or do you? Well, lately I haven't because I'm really fulfilling my life's purpose, I think, and what I'm building here in Columbia right now. So this has been a really... But it, it's, a, it's an act of passion and love and service to the, to the world, actually. So it's, it's one of those projects that keeps you up late at night and gets you to jump out of bed in the morning. So when you're in that zone, it's not like work. But, uh, but I haven't been playing much golf, I might say. <laughs> well, you know, when you get to be a little, I mean, when you've been on the planet a little longer, like, you know, like I have, it really is fun to have a project that you're excited about and can get up in the morning rather than have to get up in the morning and, and you enjoy your day and it keeps you young, keeps you vibrant. So I encourage everybody to find, even if you're retired, find a passion, find something that you really love to do and, and pursue it with gusto. Good Amen. advice. Amen. Oh, very, very good. So you have done a lot of things, and uh, one of the things that you are known for is working with energy and vibration. Yeah. Talk about that work a little bit. Well, you know, I got super lucky. I have an eighth grade education. I was found myself age uh, 24, 5 in a 12-step program, and a friend of mine said, dude, I've never seen anybody as messed up as you. And he introduced me to a man who taught me how you can literally manifest. We're all manifestors. You know, we're, we're, we're all, we all manifest everything in our physical reality, and we do it with our thoughts and our emotions and our desires, right? There's not one thing in our physical reality that didn't start as a thought and desire first. So we're all manifestors. The problem is, the way I see the world today, as many of us are treated as victims and the media treats you as victims, the government wants to make you a victim. And when you're a victim, you have no power. 
So, so we're all manifestors, but if you want to be a great manifestor, like Nathan wants to find a wife, then you got to become a creator, okay? Because when you're a creator, now the, the unfortunate part about being a creator is I have to take responsibility for everything in my life, the good, the bad, the ugly. I got to own it that I created it. Somehow, some way, I allowed it into my physical reality. But the good news is when I'm a creator, now I have the power to create what I truly want or fix what doesn't work in my life. So there's a lot of power in identifying yourself as a creator. Now, this man taught me that there's no difference between imagination and reality. Whatever you can imagine, you can bring into your physical reality, similar to what Dr. Joe Dispenza is teaching right now, how to access the field of infinite possibilities. And so you do that by raising your personal vibration, your personal frequency. We all have our unique IP address. You're vibrating a different frequency than me, and I'm vibrating a different frequency than you and everybody in the audience. We all have our own unique vibrational frequency that we broadcast into the world. And then the power of our heart and our emotion, our desire is a magnet that draws it back. So I take this powerful intention as if it already exists because there's no difference between imagination and reality. I put it into the field of infinite possibilities, which the Bible calls ether, uh, Tesla called plasma, the Chinese called chi, the Indians called prana. It's right here, it's energy, it's alive. Okay, and this is where thoughts come from. And so I put that thought, that desire, that intention into that field of infinite possibility. I attach emotional, a powerful emotion like love and service and gratitude to it, and I bring it back into my physical reality. So we can all do that. We just have to do it with intentionality and being conscious and aware of what we're doing. I used to follow you probably, you're similar in age probably. There used to be a guy named Zig Ziglar, and he was oh, a yeah. great speaker. And Zig taught, hey, you're either a meaningful specific or you're a wandering generality. What did he mean? You got to zero in on what you want. And, and I teach the people to be very, very specific of what they want, but then be totally flexible for what shows up because we're co-creating our desires and our intentions with the creator of all, which I call God. So I'm, I'll be very specific what I'm manifesting or creating, but I'll be very flexible to what shows up because I realize that God knows better than I do. So I'm manifesting and creating this beautiful healing retreat center here in Columbia. But what, what it started out you know, when I started creating it a few years ago, it's nothing like the finished product because I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be flexible and to go with the flow and jump into the river of life and see where it takes me. Just because you're manifesting something doesn't mean it's going to show up on your doorstep tomorrow. Exactly. There are times when there, there, at least in my, my experience, there are times when certain events have to line up to get ultimately what you're looking for. And sometimes what lines up first, you don't think of as being what you're manifesting, but in, as it continues to evolve, then it becomes that. Has that been your experience? Yes, absolutely. You know, Kevin, here's the way nature works, right? You plant a seed and you reap a crop. So, so if you and I plant an acorn today, it's going to be a while till we see that oak tree, right? Same with our thoughts and our tensions. Now, the greater amount of love and 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 service to humanity that I can attach to it, I think it we can speed up that process. But for example, you know, I'm 66 years old. I'm not going to manifest playing quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks next year, right? <laughs> 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 oh, and you have a pretty good guy right now. I think he'll turn things around and get it going there. But but my point is, we 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 have to be 
realistic in this desire too. You know, a lot of people give up on the law of attraction. Oh, you know, I wanted this beautiful woman. She didn't show up a week later. Well, no, it takes time and you need to look for signs and you need to keep raising your vibrational frequency. And the other thing that's important for people to realize, we got to keep this body clean, even though we're not our body. It's 50 trillion conscious living individual cells working together to create this body to house my soul. But, 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 but if it's toxic, and if it's not having vibrating at high frequency, that affects my heart, that affects my mind, that affects my ability to manifest what I truly desire. So we got to keep the body really, really clean. We got to clean up any emotional wounds. We got to clean up anything that we did wrong yesterday. We got to make amends today and clean that up because that blocks our energy. And we got to learn how this mind works. Okay, this mind is a supercomputer, but when we live here, it's an insane asylum. So I tell people we got to we got to move from the head to the heart. We live from the heart. Well, that's where our soul is. Now we can use this supercomputer to manifest the action plan to create what we want. You know, there's a great book written called Think and Grow Rich. I love the book, but I hate the title because we got to do more than just think to grow rich. We got to have a plan. We got to get off the couch. We got to take some action. And that's where the supercomputer comes in. But I got to create the, the intention or desire for my heart because, see, my heart can't lie to you. My heart can't cheat you. But my mind can do all kinds of stuff, right? So that's why I don't live here. But I, I understand how it works, and I really understand the power of the subconscious mind because that's our supercomputer, and that's where the magic happens. So I know how to access that because my subconscious is connected to your subconscious. It's all connected to the field. And that's how sometimes, you know, you have a thought about somebody, and five minutes later they call you because we're all connected. It's all energy, vibration, and frequency. And when we understand that, then we can get really, really good at this stuff. Why is it that some people, and you had mentioned it early on, that when you start talking about victimhood, some mm. people wear like a badge of honor and they, they can't get through it. My mother-in-law, because she was adopted, took that for 86 years. Yeah. She wore that on her sleeve as a badge of honor that said, I'm not lovable. Nobody cares about me because I was adopted. How do you in your work and you've got a bunch of courses and classes, and we need to talk about that. Go to MikeMurphyUnfiltered.com, and you can get all the information you need to about that. You've got something coming up in just a couple of days that we're going to reference yeah. here in a little bit. Yeah. But how, how, do you, how do you help people in your work get out of victimhood? Well, we've got to understand that the reason we want to play the victim card, because it feels good. I mean, hey, I love it when I'm a victim because now I can have self-righteous anger, okay? And I can get all this crap out of me, but it's really defeating myself, right? But we're, we're programmed to be victim. I'll give you an example. My father was a victim and my father grew up with an alcoholic father who died of, when he was 11 of cirrhosis of liver. His mother was an alcoholic. And when my dad was 14, either he stabbed my, his mother's boyfriend or the boyfriend stabbed him. He became a ward of the state of California. and was They didn't have child services back then. They put you in juvenile hall. And then they finally got him. He became a ward of the state of California. And he was raised by his aunt. And so he was, he was a legitimate victim. Even though he went on to play AAA baseball, even though he went on to become the youngest national salesman for Procter & Gamble, he eventually became a skid row alcoholic. And he played victim all the way up until the last hour of his life. And I was there. 
and he was, I didn't even know if he was conscious. And I just poured all my love and all, we'd had a difficult relationship. I left home at 14 because of him primarily. And, and we'd had a difficult relation, but we had made amends after my mother passed and then my wife passed, you know, we found ourselves in similar territory. And so I really tried to support him, even though, you know, a conversation would last 20 seconds because that's all he could handle because his heart was closed because he'd been hurt so badly. And that's what happens to most people. We get hurt emotionally. We contract, we contract, we contract. And then pretty soon we're not living in the heart anymore. We couldn't find our heart with both hands. So we're living in the head and we become full of anger, resentment, because we are a victim. We've made ourselves a victim because that we don't have to take responsibility when we're a victim, okay? If everything's your fault, then what? Then, then I'm just a poor victim here. But I've given up my power and I can never get out of this mess. And I think the media supports this victimhood. I think the government supports this. And I think that's why the world is unraveling. As you know, the, the old saying goes, you know, tough times make tough people and weak times make weak people. And we've had, we've had easy times for so long now that the citizenship in America you know, God forbid if something difficult does come down the pike, I'm not sure how we're going to be able to handle it. We're definitely not going to handle it like that World War II generation or the Depression generation. Those were tough guys, tough men, right? So they weren't victims. They created America. Heck, you know, we, we were blessed. I was blessed to be born in America in 1957. You talk about a leg up on 99.9% and I was white. Okay, I leg up on 99.9% of the people in the world. I mean, come on, you know, so, so, you know, all men are, are, are not created equal. We should be treated equally, but we're not born into the same equal circumstances. And so my life and my work today is all about injustice. Martin Luther King said it, an injustice anywhere is an insult to justice everywhere. And that's what I realized. There was a huge injustice the poor people in the medical uh, world. And that's where I try to make a difference. So, so, and cause believe me, those women saw themselves as victims and I tried to encourage them. No, you're not a victim. You're going to get through this. I'm going to help you and let, let's fight this and let's try to get to the other end. And congratulations for that, by the way. Thank and you, I, I also was born in 1957. There I got to go. ask you, <laughs> do you remember what your first memory was uh, growing up? Yeah. Um, I was two years old. I, no, I wasn't, I wasn't walking yet. So I was in my crib and I was in Southern California and there was a big storm and no one came and got me. And that was my first real memory. But, but I, I do have a picture that I could show you. It's a Polaroid and it was taken in 1957. I'm in a, I'm, I look to be about six or seven months. Um, I have a cigarette hanging out of my mouth. I have a, I have a quart of Schlitz malt liquor between my legs and my mother wrote, learning fast, just like mommy and daddy. So I was destined to, uh, <laughs> to end up the way I ended up. You know, I, I tell you, times are, are so, by the way, first of all, a Polaroid is a picture that's taken by a camera, and then you have to take <laughs> it to a place to have it developed, and then you can have your picture. So for those of you that are under 40, you have no idea what Photomat was, was a place that we used to go to all the time. They don't exist anymore. So, you know, so, so, and I remember just like you and I, we have a, a, a home movie of yeah, right. a Super 8 and yeah. it was a party that was happening at my folks' house and everybody was sitting around the couch and 
the, the kids were crawling over them on the couch and stuff. I was crawling at the time. And there was a half gallon bottle of Jim Beam in the middle of the table yeah. and everybody was smoking. And yeah. Oh, everybody, everybody. So, so times are way different now than they were. And we've, we, we've had the opportunity to live through what I believe is the most remarkable time in human history. I agree. I agree. And for, and I think that you and I are here for a reason. And the reason is that it's now time to take it to another level to make yep. changes that we can all thrive and we can all together understand that we're all one. Doesn't matter who we love. Doesn't matter what color we are. Doesn't matter any of that right. stuff. That we're Amen. taking care of each other. Amen. Couldn't say it better myself. Well, well good. I've been practicing. <laughs> 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 By the way, we're talking with Mike Murphy, and uh, you know, and he's he's Irish, and he's still sober, and it's, it must be. <laughs> it's still it's two thirty here. <laughs> yeah, so, so and i gotta ask you though when you got started and you and you got got sober and you decided that you were going to go on this journey was there a moment did it was it an evolution how did you get started doing what you're doing today well i i you know i'm one of these guys i've made every mistake you can make and and most of them new, numerous times um i'm pretty hard-headed i'm very rebellious and if two feels good three is better right so that's always been my attitude and so i've lived i burned the candle on both ends um i just i was blessed I was blessed in so many ways. My first wife, I married her twice. She gave me four amazing uh, children, uh, really supported me in building a, a successful career in business. And then my second wife, you know, uh, Plato taught that we're one soul cut in half and we spend many lifetimes looking for the other half and he termed it a twin flame. And my second wife was my twin flame and, and, and she was an angel. She, she loved me even though I didn't really love myself. She taught me what love is. And, and for the 10 years we were together, nine of those years, she fought breast cancer. And if she said it to me once, she said it to me a hundred thousand times, Mike, you need to be, learn to be vulnerable. You need to learn to be vulnerable. I didn't have a clue what she was talking about. What are you talking about? It wasn't until the day she died that I learned what vulnerability was. And it was in that moment that I had nothing left to rebel against. I had nothing to fight. I was so devastated by grief that God was able to come in, fillet open my heart, take out all the arrogance, all the self-centers, all the BS, and replace it with love. And so that huge hole in my heart eventually filled with love and more love and more love instead of bitterness. A lot of people go through these difficult times and they become better. I was fortunate enough to become better because I really feel that this angel that came into my life for 10 years is still with me to this day, has been guiding me ever since she took her last breath. And so I feel that the work I'm doing now is not me doing it. It's, it's being done in spite of me. I'm the conduit. That, that this energy comes through to, to fulfill this legacy that is, I believe now is my legacy. And that's to create a place where people can come to learn how to heal themselves. And so we do one retreat a year where we bring the women from the Love for Margot Foundation. We pay for them to fly here. We give them the entire two-week experience for free. We also going to reach out to these guys coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, 25 a day are committing suicide because of PTSD. There's no support. There's no help for them. So my heart goes out to those guys as well. So at the end of the day, you know, 
most Americans are poisoned. They don't just don't know it. We don't even eat real food there anymore. The water's contaminated, the food's contaminated, and we have parasites in ourselves, and we have heavy metals, and we're very poisoned. We're also undernourished because we're not getting good nourishment there. We're not getting good foods. You know, our guts are contaminated with glyphosate, so the nutrients don't even get into our blood system. And then we have way too much stress. Most people live 24-7 in fight or flight. So this is what we do at Mountains of Hope. We teach people people all this and we give them great nutrition we grow 50 different vegetables in virgin soil that's so rich we give them coffee enemas we give them ivs we give them ozone therapy we detox the physical body then we un teach them how this works and we rewire neural pathways and we eliminate disempowering beliefs and bad habits and we install empowering beliefs and good habits then we move them into the heart and we tell them the teach them how to open that beautiful heart open again, how to heal these, any wounds, any resentments. You do a forgiveness ceremony. We have all kinds of sacred plant ceremonies. So that's our second week where we raise consciousness. We teach epigenetics, consciousness, um, how to love and serve one another, open your heart ceremonies, healing coherence ceremonies. So it's, these entire two weeks, we, we, we treat the entire organism, the body, mind, heart, and soul. And I'm willing to bet. By the way, that's coming up real quick, isn't it? Or No, so our first retreat, I keep getting delayed because I'm in Colombia. Things don't happen quite the way they happen in America here. So, so our first, our first two-week signature retreat will be December 2nd. And uh, we're doing some for influencers in November, just a one-week come down. So, Kevin, if you want to come down here and uh, transform in a short period of time and learn something very valuable, I'm inviting you right now. Well, thank you very much. And by the way, uh, the first time we talked, um, I was saying, no, Colombia and South America, there are snakes in there. But this is 7,000 feet in the air. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. So you don't have that. It's not in the jungle and it's not the spiders. It, 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 it is a jungle, but there are no bad animals. And every day it's 60 to 80 degrees. It's called the City of Eternal Spring. And listen, when you walk on our property, your jaw, I will never forget the first time I walked into Augusta, Georgia to uh, the Masters Golf Tournament. My jaw dropped open from the sheer beauty. Same thing when you walk on the Mountains of Hope. We have 20 acres. Your jaw just drops open and it's that beautiful. Well, you and I need to talk about that because that, okay. that would be, you know, because one of the things that, that I'm really into now and trying to get really into more is community and yes. developing a like-minded community of folks. Yes. I'm willing to bet that when you do this retreat, you're going to be creating lifelong friendships of people that are going to be working with each other for the rest of their lives because they resonate with the same vibration. Is that yeah, right? We, I, I totally believe that. We're going to create a private Facebook group, a private Telegram channel. I believe these people, we, we're probably going to average 18 people per retreat. I think they're going to become lifelong friends. And by the way, we follow them for 11 months. Once they leave, we have a monthly accountability call for 11 months. We want transformation at last. You know, I'm sure you've gone to events like I have, you know, whether it be date with destiny, Tony Robbins or this or that. And, you know, it's, you get higher in a kite and then two months later, you're back to the old regular lifestyle, right? We want transformation that really sticks and lasts. So, so that's what we're going to follow these people and really encourage them to walk their talk because listen, I don't have to tell you, 
you know, the world is not the same as it was when you and I are growing up. There's a lot of stuff going on, right? And and I think in a lot of ways, all those old systems are falling apart. You know, we're born we're born into a medical system, placed in a family system, a religious system, a financial system, a political system. But what do we want? We want freedom. And I think all those corrupt systems are disintegrating right now before our very eyes. And for those that with eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that, that really care about each other, we're going to raise consciousness and we're going to usher heaven back on the earth. That's my intention. That's my hope. That, and your intentionality will become reality. Yes. Amen. I wish I'd have said that. Jeez, yeah, I, 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 you <laughs> should put a, that would be a good little sign you could put behind your office there. <laughs> I'd do a bumper sticker. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and by the way, we're talking with uh, Mike Murphy. He is an incredible human being and he's got a heart of gold. Wasn't always that way, but nope. he, is, he is now. And and I believe, and we got to take a break, but I believe that the, you are the sum total of all of your experiences and you would not be the man that you are today if you didn't have those experiences to make you who you are. And uh, it's, go ahead. It, well, I, just, I was just going to say you, you're right on. I mean, that's true for all of us, right? Yes. But I, I was lucky. I'm lucky enough that I'm so hard-headed that every time I get knocked down, I get back up and dust myself off and I keep going. And I think that's the secret to life. That's you got to do that in, because quitting is not an option. Right. Quitting is not an option. By the way, we're talking again with Mike Murphy and um, he's a father of four and a grandfather of eight, but the day ain't over yet. So we'll see. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to positive talk radio here on KKNW 1150 AM. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we'll lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words, communicate. You can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com. Connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. 
please contact me at Kevin at KMmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. You're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. My name is Kevin McDonald. We've got a great guest. His name is Mike Murphy. If you go to Mike Murphy Unfiltered com and we haven't mentioned your podcast yet you're a fellow yeah. podcaster now yeah, yeah. I, I think, and you've you have interviewed some of the same people i have and they are just remarkable human beings and uh so go go to the name of your podcast is the power of your voice with mike murphy very good the power of your voice mike murphy good so go to listen to that and uh, you can also go to positivetalkradio.net, and I've got 560-some-odd shows up now and, and stuff. So go go there. And by the way, Mike, you are – this is the cutting edge of radio these days because this is radio. It's video. We're on all the social medias. We're on KKNW social medias. So we're getting out in a myriad of places. If you haven't seen us – such as we are because mike and me both have uh faces made for radio um but we put up with ourselves because we've got to um we've got to get the word out there the best we can uh that there is a better way um and we can all access that better way mike has written uh, the books and uh, has the seminars and, and to prove it and he's working very hard with humanity to make the changes that we that we can make because do you know who um, I'm sure you do? You know who Neil Donald Walsh is? Yes, of course. I interviewed him on four different occasions and he identifies himself as a non-perfect human. And even though he's written conversations with God and, and stuff, he had his own trials and tribulations and marriages and so forth and so on. And he'll tell you uh, openly about his troubles but at the same time he opened his heart and really isn't that all it takes is to open your heart absolutely it was the greatest gift of my life it was the most devastating moment in my life but it was the greatest gift i've ever received to live with an open heart is just so much more real and fulfilling and the problem if there is a problem and i can't really say this is because by divine intention and that is when you raise your vibration, sometimes the people that had been in your life when you were vibrating at a lower level, for some reason, they tend to fall away. But the, yeah. but the beautiful thing that what happens is the people who vibrate at near your level, they fill that space. And so it increases and makes your life even better than it was before. And I, I know you're, you're nodding, so you must agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I just had an experience just a couple of weeks ago where some guy wanted to be in my life, kept wanting to be in my life. <clears throat> and then I caught him lying and trying to cheat me. And I said, hey, man, listen, I got parasites in my body. I don't need them outside my body. I'm blocking your number. Nice knowing you. But we got to take care of ourselves. We got to guard our heart. We got to guard our mind because there are people that want to suck our energy and, and don't really care about us and want to use us. So there, there are parasites in human beings and we got to be very conscious of that. We got to keep them out of the inside of the body, but even the outside as well. 
I had in a relationship with a gentleman, I'm not going to mention his name, but he claimed to be a very spiritual man and he wanted to have be the guru and have a large spiritual practice. I went to lunch with him one day and he treated the wait staff. I, I was in the restaurant business for 20 years. He treated the wait staff poorly. And I said, if you're going to treat the least among us, which he considered right. lesser than, right. if you're going to treat them badly, then I'm not going to have anything to do with you. Yep. Amen. I was in the restaurant business too, so I know exactly how you feel. Oh, really? What did you what, what did you run? Or do? So when I was when I was fifteen, I started washing dishes. I met the mystery man who taught me this law of attraction, and I'd worked for Foster Farms, which is a big chicken processor in California. And so three months after, I didn't I didn't have fifty cents. I couldn't rub two nickels together. I had no credit but bad credit. Four months after setting this intention, I opened my first restaurant of fried chicken, fast food fried chicken. Congratulations. That would yeah. that would be great. By the way, I worked for a company out of Arkansas called Simmons Foods. <laughs> there you go. So there I you was I, you're the first chicken salesman I've ever met. <laughs> <other than myself>. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's it's it was a lot of fun and congratulations with that. But uh, there again, now let's go back to when you were 15. Yeah. And you were washing dishes. Yeah. And, and you met an individual who at that moment changed your life. Yeah. Uh, talk about that a little bit because well, it's I, yeah, I was actually 24 when it, so at 15, I was just washing dishes. And then at 24, I met this man who taught me this way to manifest what we truly desire. He said, Mike, come here one hour a week for seven weeks. You'll get everything you want. So for six weeks, we wrote intentions. What do you want most? Well, I had abandoned my wife and my two month old baby. Now, now we're divorced. My daughter's two years old. I can't stay sober off of drugs because I'm heartbroken. And he says, what do you want most? I want to reignite. This woman hates my guts, but I want to get her back and get my child back. So we write an intention as if it already exists. Very weird experience. She hates my guts and I'm writing, Lisa and I are happily married. Our daughter, Michelle thrives in this marriage, right? So then what do you want next? I want to own my own business. What do you want next? I want to make 10 grand a month. What do you want next? I want to own my own house. What do you want next? I want to run a marathon. What do you want next? It's got to be a contribution goal. So I go, okay, my dad had troubled youth. I was troubled youth. We'll do a boy's home. Okay. Week seven, he brings, now I'm going to date myself again. He brings out a boom box. That's what we used to listen to on, <laughs> on music on, right? And he puts in the boom box, a cassette tape with theta brainwave music. Then he hands me a two-page relaxation script. He hands me a microphone attached to a tape recorder. He puts in a blank tape. He says, now, Mike, read the relaxation script while I play the music and then read your six intentions. And it was $50 a week. So I leave there seven weeks later with a cassette tape, six powerful intentions, just one or two pa uh, paragraphs long, very short, a relaxation script, which he was putting me, teaching me how to go into a self-hypnotic trance. So then those intentions could pierce the conscious mind, get into the subconscious mind. So now I'm reprogramming my subconscious mind. I'm telling my subconscious mind what I want I'm, by listening every morning and every night. He said, listen, first thing you wake up, last thing before you go to bed, I'm putting that intention into the field of infinite possibilities. I didn't know any of this at the time. I was just a dumb kid following simple directions. And all of a sudden, within four months, I own my own restaurant. Two years later, she calls me up and asks me out on a date. We get remarried and have three more kids. I, I'm making 10, I've made as much as a half a million dollars in a month. And, and I've owned so many homes, it's not even funny. And so all of this works well, if, we, if we're willing to take a little action, tell the universe, tell our subconscious, tell ourselves, tell ourselves what we really want, put it out there, 
listen every morning, every night, and watch what happens. And by the way, for your listeners, all this is for free on my YouTube channel, Mike Murphy Unfiltered. Uh, we do have an online course, but you don't even need to invest in that. We've created an app called the Creation Frequency. Now you can download the app. You don't have to buy a boom box and a tape recorder. You download the app. The relaxation script is there. We encourage you to do it your own voice. It's already embedded with Theta Brainwave Music. You just record your intentions, and we can show you how to do that on my website for free. The relaxation script's there for free. So everybody can do this. Why don't they? Okay, that is the problem. The biggest job that you and I have, um, Kevin, is getting people to care about themselves. You know, that's the biggest challenge we have is getting people to wake up, quit being a victim, create the life of your dreams. You're not even, most people aren't even hitting on two out of eight cylinders, right? Because they give up on life and they don't keep getting up and dusting themselves off. Life is difficult. One of my favorite books is The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott uh, Peck. And the first sentence of that book is life is difficult. And I don't care what you do. Life is not easy. It can be difficult at times. But when you understand how it works, you plant a seed and you reap a crop. When you understand that goodness is power, okay, loving and service one another, that we're all connected. If you're suffering, I'm suffering. When we get all that, then life is still difficult, but it becomes so much more easier to handle and to manifest what we truly desire. I was reading one of the one of the fir very first books that that I ran into that uh, when I started my journey back when, before before I started the radio show. I had a friend who said, "Go to the library or go to a metaphysical bookstore and buy the first book that speaks to you." Yeah, I highly av advocate anybody if you're wondering and you don't know what you what to do, go to, to a metaphysical bookstore or go to the section on spirituality and and buy the first book that speaks to you because there's a reason why you pick it up yes. and you read it. I read uh, journey of souls by Dr. Michael Newton. Dude. I love it. And, and the other one, destiny of souls, right? Yes. So when, so my wife on December 1st, 2010, the doctor said, unfortunately, Margo, the cancer spread to the lining of your brain. If you do nothing, you have six weeks to live. And if you treat it, you have six months to live. And that's what my book living in color, my book living in color chronicles those last six months and flashbacks into our love story. So every day, and this woman, believe me, what they did to her, you have no idea to try. Every day she fought to save her life. And every night we listened to those two books on tape and she prepared to take that last breath. Those books are profound. In fact, I have a new book coming out called Death, The Greatest Illusion, How You Can Never Die. I love his books and we listen every night to those two books. And I do too, <laughs> because uh -huh. what I found was that, and, and he, he talks about it a great deal in his books, is that we choose to come here. Yes. Now, why would somebody choose to come to earth? It's because it's not because it's easy. It's because right. it's hard, but our learning curve, if you will, is a lot higher because it's difficult. And yeah. if we, if we get through it and we, and we do exactly what you're talking about, um, if you can get through that, then you progress at a much higher level. Yes. And that's why what you said is so astute because like I said earlier, we all broadcast our own frequency vibration, but so do books. Everything in this world is energy vibrating a certain frequency. So if you go into that bookstore with that open mind and vibrating that frequency, I'm here to find something that will serve me. That book will pop up, no doubt about it. 
I've had people tell me that books have fallen off the shelf. There you go. When they when they were going going, oh, I'll pick this up. <laughs> oh, this is how come you know? And this happens on with the radio show I'll, quite a little bit. Somebody will will be get in their car. This happened just not too long ago. Somebody got in their car and said, you know, I was just tuning the dial, and yeah. uh, I heard what you were talking about on your show, and it resonated with me because I've been thinking about this all day long. Right, right. That's how the universe works. Synchronicity, absolutely. It's it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And if you, it, what I like to, if you take the time to notice the little things that happen for you and around you all the time, you'll be amazed at at the things that they do for you. Yep. Amen. It, you know, so can, I, I, I just love, I love talking to you. We're going to run out of time, but I would rather can, we should ask Nathan if I can have more time, but he won't let me. <laughs> like well, well, we'll have to have you on my podcast, sir. I would love to be on your podcast and you have to come back. Especially if you come down to Medellin, we can do it in person. That would, that would be, that, you know, I, well, <laughs> I got to get a passport first. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's hey, that's that's hey. um, the other thing that humans do is we always come up with an excuse why we can't. <laughs> uh, you better get one while the getting is good. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> you know I got I got to tell you, tell you my my little story of uh, the law of attraction. Um, if if I, if I may, is that okay? Please, absolutely. Um, in 2000, I was working for U.S. Food Service. I was a district sales manager for them, but I decided that through circumstances that I wanted to change my career and do a radio uh, show, and that's that led to Positive Talk Radio. Well, that was 20 years ago, and I man- and I thought at the time I need to to get some extra money so that I could do the show and so forth. Well, this last. Um, or a year ago in May, um, I get this letter from U.S. Food Service, and it says, this is the pension department, and we want to make sure all your information is correct, um, because I had the intention in my mind of always coming back to doing doing this. And they said, we want to make sure your information is correct. So I called them, and I said, yeah, my information is correct. Can you tell me, do I have a pension with you? And they said, well, I can't tell you that, but you're going to get um, some information about that because I was about to turn 65. You and I are yeah. the same age. Right. And um, so I get to get this information. And I figured I'd only worked for them like a year and a half. I figured, oh, it's going to be a couple hundred bucks, maybe, maybe, maybe a thousand dollars or whatever. It was mid five figures. Wow. Wow. I had no idea it was coming, and it, but I firmly believe that it was being manifested that back then, and they could see the totality of what I was doing, and they said, well, we'll wait, and we'll give it to them then, because that's what I really needed. Perfect. I love it. Does Amen. that happen to other people? Absolutely. Absolutely. We just, you, you said it earlier. you got to be aware and conscious and awake, and those things happen all day long. They really, really, they really do. Now, I, I firmly also believe that I have got uh, spirit guides that are that are up on and you know and and people relatives that have passed on and other that they're looking out for us and working to help us lead our best lives. Yeah. Um, and I know your wife is central in your life to this day. Let me tell you this quick story, and it's in the book Living in Color, I believe. But so she died in our bed. 
um, in the morning. And so I was there, her mom was there, her sister was there. And so two weeks later, um, it's dark out. I got to just run into my bedroom real quick, grab something and then go somewhere, right? So I'm about, I, I, what I want to grab is on the bed, which is about 15 feet from the light switch. I'm at the bed grabbing this thing. All the floodlights in the ceiling go on. Okay. Now we're made of electrons. So we're electrical beings. So when you first pass, you still have all this electrical energy. So that's why people talk about TVs turning on, lights turning on. And so now I hear her voice. Almost as I feel as it's almost like she's in the room talking to me. It's a different kind of voice in your head than normal, right? And she says, You're, and by the way, you know, she sold uh, Hispanic television advertising for Telemundo, but I test all my salespeople. She was the only person as a salesperson that ever scored a 10. So she was a great salesperson. So in my head, all the lights are on. So, of course, they got my attention, right? I mean, they just went on 15 feet away. And I hear her voice and she says, you're not going to believe this, but they hardly ever allow this. But they are allowing me to stay here and to be your guide for the rest of your life. Okay. And so for, for, from that point on, I, whenever I was driving my car, I put my elbow on the center console, pretend I'm holding her hand. I do a reading a year later. The guy says, Hey, she wants you to know that she loves it when you hold her hand. So now I start turning and looking. Another friend of ours does a reading three months later in Sedona. Mike, I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. I can do the reading. Margo, she loves it when you turn and look at her and talk to her in the car. And this lady, no one knew any of this stuff, right? So believe me, there's a lot more going on here than meets the eye. We are eternal beings. We are energy vibrating a certain frequency. We have a soul. We're eternal timeless consciousness. And when we start living like that, we become super powerful. I, and again, uh, by the way, we're talking with Mike Murphy, and you just validated for me because I've always felt like, um, and I had the pleasure of being able to interview um, uh, Dr. Newton before he passed, um, that, that, that what he has in those books is real. No that, doubt about it. And that is, if you, if you pick up those books and you read them, it will, everybody I've talked to that's read them, has, it's changed their life because it, it presents our who we are in a completely different way than, than what we than what religion has taught us and what we might think. It's just it's just remarkable. And you know, Kevin, Kevin, he didn't even want to believe it. Okay? No, <laughs> he goes, I'm going to write this book, but no one's going to believe this shit. And then, <laughs> and then they had to go write another one. <laughs> Exactly, because it's uh, uh, it was not something that he well he was agnostic when he started this, and it it just it just came down the pike, and then it became something that he could not um, avoid. I trust him because you know his wife was a um, is showing me. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I uh, his wife was a um, a nurse oncologist, and believe me, I know a lot of nurse. They are the purest of the pure. You know, so so a nurse on call is not going to put up with some BS, right? And, and those those books are so solid and and it's so real. Um, I I just know it from the deepest part of me that it's all true. You know what's funny about that too is that when you recognize that and you and you notice things, when my dad was on his deathbed, he was in the ICU and he had a stroke and he could not swallow, he could mm. not speak. He was not really consciously aware, but he, his eyes were open most of the time. Well, my sister and I were standing there by his bed 
and uh, his, his right hand was paralyzed, but he could raise his right arm. And so he raised his right arm and pointed to the ceiling and mm-hmm. started babbling. Mm-hmm. And had I not had the, that experience of reading those books, yeah. I might have put that off to, ah, oh, he's just, he's just, you know, hallucinating. But I know that the, his, that his relative, my, my grandparents and other folks were there to welcome him across. Amen. And he was, he, and so if we look at it, if we look at life from that aspect, then it's okay that we're going to die. Yes. We don't have to worry about it. We don't have to fear it. We can, we can. So that gives us, if we don't worry about living, we can, then we can then be free to live our lives in full. I'll tell you how weird I am. I'm looking forward to that moment. <laughs> well, you, you've got, you're going to, I got it two years ago. My brother died. Um, and I, I, I get in the last 20 years, I've got a ton of stories, but he passed away. I get a call at eight 15 in the morning. My sister calls me and says he had stage four lung cancer. So it was expected. And so he is, um, she calls me and says he's passed away. And I'd been up late the night before, so we talked for a little bit, and then I let her go, and then I went back to sleep. And I had this dream, oddly enough, that there was a group of people. They were beautiful people, and they were young, and they were happy. And then I see, my before he had cancer, my brother had beautiful uh, auburn uh, brown hair, and a lot of it. And uh, I see off in the distance. I mean, there are 50 people in this room and I see this man walk into the room with his hair and then goes and sits down on the couch and is surrounded by these people that are so thankful and so glad that he is there. I know that my brother was sending me a message that that's where he was. I had a very similar dream. So I know that's true. Really? Describe yours real quick. Well, so I was um, so weird. So I was, it was the, she died in June of 11. We're having a Christmas party, June of 11. And three couples from Southern California, we're friends of ours, were coming up, right? And one guy came up the night before. So I go to bed, I have this dream, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a speeding bullet traveling out of my body. And I see an archway, a doorway in the future uh, distance. I know if I get through there, my late wife Margo is on the other side. I hit this thing. And I, it's like, you know, like you're running in the backyard and you don't see the sliding doors shut. You just go crashing into it. I hit it. I'm thrown back into my body. My body jumps off the bed, right? So imagine this. So now the guy goes to pick up the other five people that are flying up for the party. There was a friend of ours that I'd been praying for uh, to Margo for her to get pregnant. And she'd given me a crystal that I pray every night. That night in Los Angeles, while I'm having that dream, she's having the exact same dream, except this thing time, the doorway is shaped as a heart. I hit it and she catches me. Fast forward three months later. Okay, same experience. This time I get through. Now I'm walking on the most amazing piece of real estate I've ever been in my whole life. Beautiful ocean to the left. Everybody is like a light body. You know, you and I are in an animal body. We urinate, fornicate, defecate, but we're spirit, we're soul. And so everybody I can tell is a light body, okay? They're not an animal body and they communicate telepathically. So I'm walking down this beautiful place. There's people to the right eating lunch. There's people to the left on the ocean. I see my wife about 30 feet. She glances at a lady that's right next to me eating. The, the, telepathically, the one lady says to my wife, is that him? 
She says, yes. The next moment she's got her arms around my neck. She says, you can't be here. Boom. Right back into my body. <laughs> laughing my ass off. Yeah. So it's all real. I, I tell you, you know, by the way, we've been talking with Mike Murphy. Go to his website. Really go to his website. Mike Murphy, unfiltered.com. He's got three great books. He's a podcast. Go to his podcast, which again is the power of your voice. The power of your voice, and uh, I want to thank you for being here. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. My, me too. Thank you so much. I look forward to doing it again. Yes, sir. We will. And uh, and again, uh, go to his website, which is mikemurphyunfiltered.com. And, uh, and, um, Let me, can I add one more? Real quick. If you need to heal yourself, mountainsofhope.com. Mountainsofhope.com. Very good. And thank you so much. And we're, we, we've got another great show for you at three o'clock on Kixie. And that is Anne Scotland is going to be with us. So I hope you'll stay for that. And by the way, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got.